Welcome to the Business Karaoke Podcast. Here we exchange stories with today's global leaders to modernize the dialogue around business in and with Japan. And I'm your host, Brittany Arthur. This episode is brought to you by Design Thinking Japan. Through innovation workshops, Design Thinking Japan ignites organizations and individuals to achieve their business aspirations in our ever changing world. To know more, visit the website designthinkingjapan.com or simply follow along with the updates on LinkedIn. You know, we are not getting used to、uh, raise our voices by myself. So let's get together. Nice. Becoming a big group. And then let's raise our voice together so that、nice. yeah, our voice will become stronger and stronger and maybe it's reached to the Japanese government. In this episode, we're joined by Kayo Tokumaru. Kayo san is the founder of Andassist, a Tokyo based bilingual virtual assistant company. And like all inspirational businesses, the reason why Andassist exists outshines what they do to exist. It became quite clear to Kayo san that there simply weren't enough hours in the day to invest both in an at times very rigid corporate career and a new growing family. So she made the move from the corporate world to start her own business to give both herself and other working mothers the flexibility they need to thrive in both their lives and their work. This episode is what we call in design thinking the problem space of the double diamond, where we're not quite yet into solutions, we're just simply trying to map the territory and understand the issue better before we even think about how we can solve it. Now, we as a society are moving past the working from home due to COVID restrictions to a space where we're really rethinking, redesigning, and reorganizing new ways to collaborate. And for this reason, I'm really personally committed to investing more time and energy into creating conversations like the one I had with Kayo san around work life balance for working families. Look out for them in the upcoming weeks, and I really hope that you'll find some value in them. Kayo san shares with us the founding story of Andesist. We explore the historical image of a strong Japanese woman and learn about some memorable moments along Kayo san's entrepreneurial journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And don't forget to share your feedback with me on your favorite social media platform. Let's begin.、Uh, Kayo san, thank you. Well, and welcome back to the Business Karaoke Podcast. And now we're in our English brains, as we said, let's change to、uh, our、yes. English brains. <laughs> Okay, thank you for、uh, having me today to discuss. No. Oh, so we're so lucky to have you.、Um, I'd love if you would share a little bit、uh, with the listeners how becoming a mother inspired your business. Often we hear that, you know, when you become a mother or it's very difficult to have a family and a business, but actually becoming a mother was the inspiration、uh, for your business. So can you tell us a little bit about、exactly. what you were doing? And then your transition from corporate world to having your own business. Right, right. Okay, thank you. So,、uh, right now,、um, I'm running a vir-、um, Tokyo based virtual assistant company. And then,、um, be- okay, I'll talk about、uh, the background about my work experience. So,、um, after I became a mother, I continued a full time job for three years, but、um, it was overwhelming to me. <laughs> I enjoyed. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I enjoyed both of it, but I was、uh-huh. always physically tired of having、sure. both of it. Yeah. I have 24 hours, right? And, <laughs> only,、uh, only. Yeah. Yeah. Before I b e c o m i n g a mom,、uh, mm-hmm. what I had to do was only my job, right? 
-hmm. And after I became a mother, I have the same 24 hours, but workload was the same. And on top of that, we have to take care of my kids. And my husband was very busy at that time uh, with his business. So I was main person to do the housework and taking care of kids. And yes, so um, it was difficult choice for me, but I chose to quit my full-time job to concentrate on raising my children with a dream to create a society where people with various backgrounds can work at their own, own pace, which was to start my virtual assistant business. Right. And that business today is called And Assist. And it yeah. It's it's a it's that your dream is your dream has come true. Can you talk to us uh, a little bit about the uh, your and assist uh, and the and the women that that you employ that they are all um, you know very similar to you. They're also like working right. working mothers. There's a there's a stereotype um, that you know working mothers are. Um, maybe they won't be able to reach deadlines and things like that. Mm. Um, but I've always found working mothers to be super efficient, you know, and always sometimes, you know, the first ones to get their work done because they've got a hundred other things to do. I'd right. love if you can share with me a little bit more about your experience with, um, with working with working with working mothers. Oh, yes. Uh, okay, let me talk about my experience when I was working for the um, financial institute. Like, um, I, before I had my kids, I was working, like, um, overtime because it was easier. Like, um, you know, I come to workplace and drink a cup of coffee and read our emails um, and, you know, my day was really slow and I was like thinking long time, what is the best way to finish this task? Mm -hmm. But after I got my child, I had to leave the <laughs> office at five o'clock, exactly. Otherwise my kids are kicked out from the nursery school. <laughs> and then, you know, I, you know, the suddenly, you know, I go to workplace and no coffee, read e all the emails quickly. <laughs> There was no time to think about the best way with best way to finish this task. You know, just I was just always running around the office. You know, then, I think yeah. yeah. Um, I also work uh, in the Japanese corporate world, and I sometimes hear people say um, that working mothers don't come back to work because they don't want to, but that's okay. not. That's not really all, always the case. You know, sometimes we see that working mothers don't necessarily come back because maybe there's no structure to support them. Maybe there's no kind of welcome back kind of process. It's if, if you think about it, the world can change in a year. Imagine for those women who had a, who had a baby a year ago before COVID, right? And then imagine going back to your workplace remotely, you know, lots, lots much change, right? So. Exactly. I'd love to hear from from your point of view, what can a company do to support women who want to, right? Because this is all about women's choice. This is not women should have children or not or work or not. That's mm -hmm. up to them. But for those women who have children and who want to work, what what are some things that you think a company can do to support them? Oh, yes. So first of all, I totally agree with your idea that the women doesn't want to come back to work 
um, women doesn't mean that they do not want to work. It's just so hard to, you know, do the both full-time job and um, the raising a kid. So the solution I am thinking is that, like, when the kids is small, like um, maybe until the kids become the kindergarten or enter to the elementary school, after that, women can work full-time again. So uh, what I'm thinking is that they will provide women with uh, lots of like kids taking care leaves or something like that. Right. Mm. And we see that there's um, that this is obviously then different from from company to company. Um, I'd love to I'd love to hear um more from from uh, your side is if we think about women in the workplace uh, and if we think about particularly now that you know Japan ranks quite low for women yes. in the workplace but historically there's always been that we or historically we've seen um, uh, very important Japanese females contributing to uh, not only just females but also mothers we've seen Japanese females contributing to Japanese history exactly. but somehow yeah. the past, or the history of the past, the ancient past, isn't reflecting today, right? Where we have, you know, in my opinion, when when I'm running workshops and I'm working with companies, most of the time, the people that have gone abroad have been the women. And they tend to be a little bit more flexible, speak better English. And I'm thinking, these women, they're so talented. Um, it'd be such a shame, you know, if if we if we lost them. So I'd love to hear a little bit of your thoughts on that Japanese women are not these kind of, you know, sh shy women who don't have any mm. thoughts for themselves and ranked very low, you know, in, in, in terms of like the working, the working world. But we've seen some uh, very strong Japanese women over, over history, haven't we? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like um, I'm working with um, mothers right now and then it's surprising how they're talented so much. Yeah, and 1,800 years ago, uh, the Japanese um, queen Himiko created a Japan country called uh, Yamataikuku. And then right now, the emperor is only restricted only for the men to become the emperor in Japan. But, you know, um, many hundred years ago, there was a female emperor existed. So right. right now, yeah, it's questioning why, yeah, right now it's so uh, man-dominated company, Japanese. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. And if we think about that, you know, that a, a woman was leading the country all those years ago. Um, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, also if we think about where we are today. Yeah. There is there is this concept, you know, and we we spoke about it in Japanese, kind of this like motai uh, nai, like the the misuse of kind of like resources. And if we think about um, working women being such a, a big part of the Japanese economy, and if we mm -hmm. think about what kind of opportunities do you see that are missed um, by not creating systems for women to come back into the workplace, and what what do you think will happen if if we don't change that? Mm. Okay, so um, I go back to the topic of the um, Japanese previous historical aspect of the um, Japanese workplace. Um, I believe that the Japan's uh, long history of patriarchy is a one of the major impact. 
And the patriarchy I am talking about is a family form which, which a man with authority controls and dominates the members of the family. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, usually the eldest son has authority over the family. When the woman gets married, uh, she becomes the lowest in the new family. She joins and she was made to work like her servant. Mm-hmm. And um, even nowadays, when the family gets together, Japanese women feel the pressure to take care of all the housework. Mm-hmm. So um, this is kind of Japan for a long time. So now we have to change it mm-hmm. to move forward. And, you know, I, I think not only um, Japan that the patriarchy system was used. So uh, we can, you know, and the other countries like U.S. and European country are moving forward as well. So there is a way for Japan to move on, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, And I think that it's going to have to be, if we look at, you know, Japanese companies obviously being very male-driven, the way forward is going to be a partnership. We can't say, you know, there's only, you know, there's men and then there's women and we work in these separate Mm. groups, you know, or there's mothers and working mothers, but there's also working fathers, you know. I even know of kind of younger, younger people kind of in their thirties, um, males that prioritize their family and say to their bosses, I'm going home at five o'clock. You know, this probably Mm -hmm. didn't happen 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And if we think about when these, um, these young parents are kind of coming back Mm -hmm. into the workplace, it's very difficult, um, to kind of just start changing systems, right? Because we've also seen, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, going to school, right? Going to school in Japan, um, yes. that there's there's a way that certain things go. You know, I I, I mentioned um, to you, I remember my first class in Japan, I put my hand up and the teacher said, what's wrong? And I said, I have a question. And they looked at me like, why, why do you have a, a question? And for me, a classroom was a place to kind of like ask questions. So, you can't go from one day where you've learned for your entire schooling, like for the entire schooling, don't ask questions, don't put your hand up, don't change things. And then one day, just because you become a parent, you all of a sudden change things. That's not how it works. You know, people, I think, um, need time to develop this skill. What's your, what's your views on that? What do you think? Oh, yes, I totally agree with you. The Japanese education, education system also dragging down the opportunities of Japanese women, I believe. The um, patriarchy system is seen at the schooling too. Like a teacher's teaches and the students must obey them. Mm-hmm. And this creates a barriers between the two roles. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there are strict rules. And mm-hmm. you have to follow the rules, no matter how you feel about it. Right. Like, and you don't ask example, questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, for example, we couldn't ever use uh, like a mechanical pencil. The student okay. must use a, tra- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the students must use a traditional wooden pencil. Mm-hmm. And uh, even teacher doesn't know the reason for it. But mm-hmm. we had to follow it because it's a rule. Yeah, so right. even if we found uh, some particular rule strange, we wouldn't question it. Mm-hmm. So students who can follow the rule without having a question is considered to be a good student. That's right. That is yeah, very and true. And becoming uh, 
parents and create mm-hmm. a better place for the parents. And it's, you know, for Japanese people, yeah, create a new rules. Yeah, we are just told to fo- follow it. Mm-hmm. Create a new rules. It is difficult for Japanese people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear as we, as we kind of wrap up today, I would love、yes. to hear about、um, the kind of world that you wish we, we would create. So imagine in five years' time or even eight years' time from now, what are some changes that you would love to see、uh, in, in either a Japanese company? Because I, I know it's not for everyone, you know, having your own business、mm-hmm. like you and I do, it's not for everyone. It's a lot of stress, actually. <laughs> So,、um, you know, some people are, you know, are very valuable,、um, very valuable contributors to a, to a company. I'd love to hear in five years' time or in eight years' time, what are some changes that you would love to see in Japan for working women, working mothers as well?、Um, yes, yes.、Uh, actually,、um, even not only for the、um, mothers, but for everyone. Everyone has a, a very, a various backgrounds,、mm-hmm. and I want everyone to be able to work their, at their own pace. And in Japan, right now, if you quit the full time job right now, and then it is really difficult to come back at your full time job.、Mm-hmm. So, if you、um, stop working at your full time, then it is really difficult to come back. So, I want to change that system. Even if you stop working for one or two years, Then there should be another opportunity for that people to come back to the work.、Mm-hmm. I'd love、yeah. one thing that I, that I was most、um, uh, excited about your business was not only what you do, the services that you provide, but actually the, the opportunities that you give other people, which is that you give working mothers an opportunity to kind of.、Right. Have a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more freedom in their own lives. I'd love as we kind of wrap up, I'd love to hear is there one person or one moment or one story that kind of like stands out for you as a, as a moment that you kind of recognize, oh wow, this person has really kind of taken back their life? So, um, um, I have, um, um, there is a, um, very, very talented mothers. Who has her children with an、um, unhealthy condition and、mm-hmm. she is trying her best to provide her with a healthy food and try to bring him to the lots of hospitals,、uh, seeing to the many different doctors to hear the,、uh, many opinions. And、uh, yeah, she used to be a, like a general manager of the huge、mm-hmm. company of Japan. So,、mm-hmm. you know, everyone is like such a waste of your career. Why don't you come back to work as a full time job? But、um, it is impossible for her because the kids,、mm-hmm. her children, is more important than anything else. So,、mm-hmm. yes, she is, you know, she is no choice to come back to work as a full time.、Mm-hmm. But if there is, you know, a choice that she can come back to work Not as a full time job, then you know, she can use、mm-hmm. her ability for the Japan. You know, that's a, such a waste. Right.、And、this incredibly, that,、yeah. this incredibly talented that, woman, right? I can't believe that, like, you know, she is underassist. Underassist is a very small company <laughs> right now. So, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, like, thank you for the Japan's bad 
um, conditions. She, now I can able to hire her. <laughs> And Kaiosan, yeah. this is this is exactly something that I find um, so ins- inspiring about you and your story, is that <laughs> you saw difficult conditions, but somehow you were able to create an environment that not only provides a really great service, but in the meanwhile, you're able to help people live life uh, on their on their own terms. And I'm uh, I'm forever uh, inspired by that, inspired by what you do. I hope to do the same. And uh, make sure you come back to the Business Karaoke podcast and and tell us uh, how things are going and keep us updated. And uh, we'd love to have you back anytime. Yeah, thank you so much. And lastly, I just want to mention that, that to the people who is non-Japanese that the Japanese characteristic, Japanese people, including myself, have been ex- ex- expected to be diligent and respond to as expected. <laughs> so, but uh, we didn't have much opportunity to raise our voices. Mm-hmm. So we not get used to doing something, create new society. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but um, we need we need a strong will and action to fundamentally change it. So yeah, and Japanese women, including myself, um, are like working in their male dominated um, society created by men. So instead of that, Japanese women needed to stand up and change the society to fit ourselves. And what what would you say to that person if you were saying that to what, what, what if you have one person in mind and you're saying, hey. Mm-hmm. You can do it. What, what's something that that you'd want to tell them? That Japanese, that Japanese woman that you have in mind. What would you want to tell her? Uh, so um, I would say that you know we are not getting used to uh, raise our voices by myself. So let's get together nice. and becoming a big group, and then let's raise our voice together so that nice. yeah, our voice will become stronger and stronger, and maybe it's reached to the Japanese government. I love that. So instead of doing it on your own, to know that you can do it together. So on that night, Kayo-san, thank you so much for joining us on the Business Karaoke Podcast. You can come back anytime. It was such a pleasure. Thank you thank so much. You. Thank you. And on that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another Business Karaoke episode. Your time really does mean the world to me. Please go ahead and reach out and share your feedback with me on your favorite social media platform. And it really does help me make this podcast just even more meaningful, even more, and to just bring you even more value. So on that note, looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.